Welcome to Life the Mashup, where four college students come together to talk about all things life. Tune in every week for thoughts, opinions, and stories about our boring lives. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 18 of Life the Mashup. I'm Angus. I'm Devon. I'm Kiara. And I'm JP. And with us for the very first time this week is, ooh, a, doo, 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 doo. is a special guest. We've never had a special guest before. We've mentioned it a few times on the podcast, but it's never been this specific person. So, Nikki, why don't you go ahead and give us a little introduction on yourself? Hello, everyone. It's an honor to be here with you guys tonight. Um, my name is. This isn't this isn't a business plan competition, Nikki. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that's a business major, me. So my name is Nikki. Um, I did my undergrad um, here with everyone else, uh, and I was a business major, and now I'm doing my MBA here as well. Um, but I know everyone uh, through Res Life because I worked with Angus, and some of these people were my residents. Yeah, cool. so we've talked before Ooh. about how I was one of the RAs for Devon, Kiara, and JP. Nikki also was, and then for the first half of this year, she worked with Devon and I before she started graduate school here. Yep. Good summary. Any other introductions? You want to mention how you, like, graduated with a 4.0 or oh, anything no. like that? <laughs> um, yeah, I graduated... And now I'm here again. <laughs> again, yes, again, again. You're, you're still here. You again. took no breaks. Yeah, I didn't take any breaks. You I came went right through back. undergrad commencement, <laughs> and then you moved into your house like two weeks later. Yep. Nikki doesn't Good. need breaks. Yeah, no breaks. No breaks for me. So before we get into the main topic, how was everyone's week? Just say say hi. Devon? Uh, my week was pretty good. I already told you, but one of the, you know, I don't know if I – I had a very good weekend. That, that's what I would say. He did. He talked about it extensively at a meeting we had earlier. Yeah. I won't go too far. It was Easter weekend, which everyone too much time. that knows our upload schedule should know that we record this a few days before it comes out. So the weekend he's talking about was last weekend, Easter weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I've not been having a good week, so we can just skip past me. Woo. Well, I my week was – Oh, oh. Go, go oh, I ahead. Forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, go, go, go. Right. Well, I had a pretty good week. Um, I My family semi-celebrates Easter, but we were hit by a car, which wasn't fun. <laughs> like, oh. not like, so our vehicle was there, and then another car drove into us. You said it wasn't that bad, though. It wasn't bad. It was not. But, yeah. Are you claiming that your, like, head snapped forward and now you have brain damage? Oh, so you can no, get, like, $20, 30000000 million no, dollar settlement? No, very, very minor damages. <laughs> How was your week, JP? <laughs> my week has been pretty uneventful so far. I, my sister called me, I think, earlier today, and she's like, what did you do? I'm like, oh, I just went to the gym and then went to work. She's like, you did the same thing yesterday. I'm like, yep, I do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty uneventful, how, but I guess pretty pretty good. How are you enjoying the 9-to-5 life as opposed to school? It's It's much nicer. So I usually wake up early. I wake up like around five. I get ready. I make my coffee. I go to the gym. Then I get to the office at eight. I leave the office between 4.30 and 5.30 because I love overtime. Uh, sometimes I have a lot of work to do. Sometimes I don't. So sometimes I just leave early. But it's so nice. I just come to my house and I can do whatever I want. I have some homework some days, but if not, I just put a movie or a show 
I'm tired. I just lay down and do nothing. I, it's kind of nice. But sometimes I have more work in the afternoon or I have events uh, with other interns uh, or like some professional development thing or other meetings. Uh, so sometimes I, I don't just come home and just chill. Sometimes I have more things, but but Monday and Tuesday today, it was pretty pretty relaxed, so it was nice. We missed you last week. How late did you end up being at work? Because you were at work when we like started recording. You were still there. Yeah, so I was still there for a while, until like 9.30 or 10. And then the drive home was crazy. Like, traffic was super crazy. And basically what I was doing, I was doing testing. And testing sometimes is fun. But for testing to be fun, something needs to go wrong. Because if nothing goes wrong, then you're just sitting watching at a computer. You could be looking at some like graphs of something. It could be like an endurance graph of like the stress of a material or like some vibration happening or something. So you want you really want something to go wrong so that you can get to do something fun. But I guess fortunately nothing went wrong, so it was pretty uneventful. So I was just sitting there uh for a while but it's it, it's fun to like do it once or twice but then it gets like pretty tedious because you don't do anything you just sit and wait for like the progress or the test to finish and sometimes it's like a million cycles or like thousands of cycles and you just wait so yeah it, the cycles and the testing they do is fun I cannot talk about those, but it's fun. It's interesting. You have to sign an NDA. It's private, kind of like oh, trade yes. secret information. Multiple NDAs. In the, this last year, I've signed so many NDAs. <laughs> Does, do they do they like go away after you get done working? Like, can you talk about it or no? Uh, not really. So, for example, I'm working with GE, and like the primary competitor is either like Rolls Royce or Pratt Whitney. If I'm not longer a GE employee, and then I go off with, like, Rolls-Royce and Pride Whitney, and I'm like, oh, I saw all of these, like, proprietary information and technology from this other company. You should, like, use it. I'm still, like, breaking a rule, even though I'm no longer an employee. There's, like, a clause somewhere that says, like, oh, you are, like, 10 or 15 years after you're working with us. Like, you couldn't disclose anything. Um, and even after like those 10 years, like you cannot dis- disclose any like proprietary information. You can't tell us what type of weapons of mass destruction they're working on. I, I told you, we're not building weapons. <laughs> we just build the engines. Yeah, I'm playing with you. <laughs> you yeah. Know, that's what, is that what it says in the NDA? When someone asks you if you're making weapons, say you make say engines. You <laughs> no, well, actually, actually, I wouldn't even know because that would probably be on the military side and I don't have any clearances. Yeah, so you don't know. Like you sometimes... think you're making an engine for the next Prius, but really it's going to go in a tank. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I, I have a tour this week, and because I'm not a citizen, like, there are some people that are, are going to go to her room, and I'm going to stay outside. They're going to be like, no, no, you don't have the clearance to go in there. Oh, that's too so bad. I'm just, like, waiting outside. And then they're like, oh, wait, but you're, you're a U.S. person, so you do have that clearance. But, like, for some zones and some things, I can just, I don't have the clearance to look at it or work on it. How many more years do you have? Uh, should be like one and a half, maybe. That's not bad. Uh, I years. think I got like a before you can apply for your so citizenship. my oh yeah, I think like one and a half years, maybe less. 
Cool. Yeah. Yep. So what we're going to be talking about this week is something that came up. I was talking to Devon about last night a little bit, like very briefly, um, about negativity uh-huh. and <laughs> what the hell was that? Excuse me. Negativity and <laughs> negative influences in your life and different ways that you can try and face that. Because there's there's like a few different routes for this. There are people in your life that you're like like coworkers that you're around that could be negative, but if that's your job, you can't just up and quit your job if oh, it's I'm one done. like because there's one coworker that's negative. It's a job you really care about. And then there might be – but there could be family members. There could be friends. There could be a lot of different situations in which this could arise and different ways of dealing with it. So that's that's what we're going to discuss this week. Devon, do you want to kick us off since you and I were talking about this a little bit last night? Yeah. Um. You know, I feel like everybody has a lot of – like if, if you seriously sit down and analyze, I was uh, like watching something on YouTube and this guy – brought up an idea called the 80-20 rule, and it's basically like most things in your life can be broken down into percentages of 20 and 80%, right? Like 20 the 20% of the people that you actually hang out with or 20% of your friends bring you 80% of the happiness, and the other 80% of your friends really don't bring much else to your like life and things like that. So I, I assume, and I've, I've done this myself, if you sit down and think about what does – uh, everyone that you hang around with, like, bring to you, right? Like, everybody says you're the f- you're the average of the five people you hang around with the most. The five people that you truly and honestly are honest with yourself about, like, who do I hang out with the most? What do they bring to the to the table for you as a person and helping you grow to whatever you want to be? Um, like, you know, it, it, it gets kind of frustrating because sometimes the people, like, two or three years ago that were a part of that five group of people might change and now they're more negative or maybe they just have things that you don't want to be you know included in that five person average that become frustrating when it's like you know we've had this connection for a pretty long time but you're starting to veer off in a path that I don't want to go down or you're starting to do things that I'm not kosher with and so there's like a excuse me there's a hesitation or like there's a lot of inertia to try to either correct that person like bring it up to them or even like cut them off. Like there, there, there are instances where all of you guys have done things where I'm like, man, I don't, I don't like that at all. But like, for the most part, no one's done anything where it's like I feel like I need to just stop hanging out with you guys. But there are definitely certain people who do certain things that I, I have to question sometimes because it's hard to deal with the negativity or even just like not not negativity in general like. They're saying things that are negative or anything, but it might be like um, something like lying or something like that where they didn't say something negative. They didn't do anything to me directly negative, but what they're doing is inadvertently something that I don't want to be like lying isn't okay with me or like partially telling the whole truth isn't okay with me. Like be real with me, Um, but dealing with it, I think I... I don't think I do the best job, but I think a lot of the times I tend to want to say things about it, but I overlook it. But like last night you were, you were talking about our conversation. There was one specific uh, area of my life where, you know, it's not negative, but they asked us to specifically talk about 
things and bring things up to them that we felt like could improve in our jobs as res life like That's associates. That's not the conversation I was talking about, but this is a good point still. It's not. Um, they asked us specifically. Wait, wait. Uh, just, just to add another, another. It's sort of like not super implied, but it's another occasion where when this happens, and maybe you have a good point of view about about it. Sometimes it's not like a negative thought directly against you, but like you ask for help or feedback, and they they just say no, and they cut your hopes, and they they don't try to understand the background. So I guess that's just throw there another like another scenario where it may happen, but just keep going with your keep going with your thought. I can definitely talk about that, but um, what I was saying like with Res Life, they specifically asked us at the start of this uh, semester to bring things to them that we felt like needed improvement and it's not like our job has a lot of negativity around it but it was like i felt a little apprehensive about bringing up the things that could be seen in a negative way like i didn't want the message to be taken negatively and i we talked and like drafted that email at least like two or three times to make sure that i was hammering home like please nobody take this personally this is all just in the name of making our organization better um and i think that's part of dealing with the negativity like making sure you're not pushing out too much is making sure that if you're going to say something that uh maybe not everybody agrees with or maybe might be taken in a offensive way like make sure that you do all the things you can like you know checking your tone and the way you're phrasing things to make sure that they know it's not in a in a malicious way but what uh jp was saying about someone helping you I kind of disagree. If someone, if I ask for help and someone tells me no, but it's and it's it's in this very uh, specific instance that I'll be okay with it. Like if someone tells me no, but they are telling me no because they know they seriously can't add any value to my question or what I need help with, I'd much rather them say no and try to direct me in a better way than sitting there. Like if someone came to ask me about calc 3 help i've only taken calc 2 i have no place no business to be helping them with calc 3 but i know angus is like the math whiz so i'd be like i don't i can't help you but maybe angus can and i think part of like even our job as ras and in res life is is directing people where they can be helped the best um so i don't i don't necessarily think someone saying no when you ask help is negative well but you're saying no and you're you're providing like your support by contacting them with somebody else. But the scenario I was thinking of is like, for example, you reach out to your advisor or you reach out to like some mentor or somebody and you are like, okay, I just want to get your advice or feedback about me doing this or me like developing this project or like working on this. And they're just like, oh yeah, I don't think it's a good idea and just leave it there. And they cut your hopes. Like you come here with high hopes to get like feedback or some advice. And then they just like end it there. It's different if if they go off and they are like, oh, I, I don't have experience in that, but let me contact you with this other guy, which might be able to help you. I think there you are still getting a positive outcome. Oh yeah. But for I sure. think in school, many times like I I found myself like reaching out for help or feedback, and sometimes people were just like, oh yeah, no, I don't think it's a good idea, but without any further like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Any explanation or any way of like, oh, try reaching out with this guy or like anything like that. You know, now that you say that, I I have kind of with 
uh, our e-board meetings, like everybody knows we do EMS at this point. And in our agency, we have our e-board meetings where we talk about like more official things. Um, one of the things that I got frustrated with the most going from being in eboard and just kind of sticking around eboard to like help out with stuff was that I noticed a lot of the times we would have situations where we had a problem, someone would bring a solution, but Hold people on. would say no. JP, did they just cut the power off to your house? What just happened? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that for some reason they like face recognition crashed. thing yeah. of my computer turned on. I don't know what that so was. It, All of a sudden, you just like went dark, know. and I was like, "Oh no, JP forgot to pay his electric bill." <laughs> um, I, actually, I do need to pay my electric bill. <laughs> That's a good reminder. <laughs> but uh, we would have the situation where we'd have a problem as a group. Someone would bring a solution. That solution would get turned down. But the person who turned down the solution didn't have another solution to come up with that. And I was talking with the current chief, and I and I said like. You know, next semester when all the, like, seniors are gone and hopefully, like, I'm chief and we're all still on e-board, I'm, I'm going to make a point to, like, if we have a problem, we need to tackle it and we don't need to be so negative-minded when it comes to solutions. If, you, if someone has a solution, you need to not only say, no, that won't work or, no, I don't think that will work, but you need to also have something else to take place of that solution because if you just keep saying no – you're going to be stagnant. You're going to be complacent in the fact that you're not doing anything about it. And um, I think that's one of our biggest downfalls really as an agency is that sometimes we have problems like our recruiting and retention was a big thing that we talked about at the conference. But there's not really much progress being made other than doing like the tablings that we usually do in the Accept the students day. Like I feel like there's a lot more left to be desired out of us for that specific problem in general, but I think it could be applied to all problems. Honestly, like I, I think we should be more solution focused in the way that we bring up and talk about our problems. Well, I mean, there's a way to say no without having another idea that's still like okay. You don't have to always have a solution to say something is not the correct way to do something. And I could understand that, but my thing is if I say. If if our problem is we aren't, uh, I don't know, using enough band aids, and we're like, okay, is that we're a problem? Just, we're just, I, I don't. Know. I, let's there's some weird problem. More right? people need to be cut. Right. Let's let's say we're running a lemonade stand. We got our lemonade stand right in the front of our driveway, and what we're selling lemonade. Okay, it's not band aids anymore. It's lemonade. No. We got lemonade stand right. We're selling five dollars a cup of lemonade. Don't get me on the prices or whatever. But we're sitting there and we're saying, hmm, we're not, selling, right? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, we're not selling enough lemonade. What what can we do about it? And I say, well, why don't we make signs and go post one up on every corner of the like of the five streets that lead to the to the lemonade stand? And Ang says, no, I don't think that will work. You want me to just sit there and not do anything? Like like the if you aren't bringing another solution for us to fix our problem, and we don't do the solution that I had or even attempt it. You're not going to make any progress. You're stuck in the same spot. I okay. mean, you could elaborate on why. Like, why don't you? Yeah, because if you idea? could be like, yeah, I think that's a bad idea. Because if you put, hey, come to our lemonade stand over the stop sign, that might be a <laughs> yeah. I don't want you to stop for nothing. I don't want you to come straight to our lemonade stand. And so if you like, I don't have another idea, but I can tell you Sales this is tactic. bad. And you sell the lemonade to the first responders <laughs> when all those people crash. I mean, like, okay. Like, well, there is a way to NBA say, analysis, Nikki. No, here's why it's a no. 
and still not have the solution and be like, hey, but this is why this is wrong. If it's constructive criticism, yeah, I think there's a problem if you're like, no, we can't do that, just no. Like, I if it's a just no without added, it's that is, like That is very valid. Yeah, like, but like having to have like, no, here's a reason, also here's a solution, like, people think, might not though, come up with that. Yeah, you don't need the solution part. For my instance of our EMS agency, I feel like a lot of times it's not no because like, like systematically or whatever like rules are set in place it can't work it won't work like we're not allowed to i think a lot of the times it's no i don't think that will work or no that seems too hard or costs whatever or does whatever like it's every it's not something that can't happen and i feel like a lot of times it just gets shot down pushed to the wayside we forget about it and then we come back next semester like oh we still only have 20 members i I get your point i think the Without bringing up, like, a literal exact issue from the past, the lemonade stand isn't, like, the perfect allegory. But I think it's a good point where it's like, oh, you know, I don't think we should put up posters that say come to our lemonade stand. But if you have any other ideas, like, if you don't have any other ideas, it doesn't hurt anything to go hang up lemonade stand posters in that case. Exactly. Don't hang them, them up over, over stop signs. <laughs> but Again, I don't think that was a part of the – a law that you can't break. Yeah. So every once in a while – I guess while, maybe – What's up, JP? I was going to say, maybe not, also not related to the lemonade stand, but before saying, I know, I guess a good practice would be like trying to understand like the point of view of the other guy. Like, okay, I, I don't think I agree with your idea or, or your perspective, but why, why do you think putting a lemonade poster in a stop sign is a good idea? Maybe this guy has a great idea. And like maybe you put the stop sign or not the sign in the stop sign and then you, you become millionaires, right? Cause you get everybody that crashes. Like, but maybe understanding <laughs> what's going on. For a car insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, you put it on the stop sign. Everybody now, you've killed your competition <laughs> and all these, like, I think I think or, makes a good point. Or, I, or you add a stop sign. Maybe maybe instead of putting a poster, maybe you, the idea is like, oh, just add a stop sign there, and then like the guy would be like, no, no, why why would you add a stop sign? But like if you inquire about it and you like try to understand the reasoning behind it, it's like, oh, if you have a stop sign, now people are gonna be stopping there because they have a stop sign, so they'll see uh, our lemonade stand. So maybe it is a good idea to be near a stop sign. And there's a good point, sort of like ancillary to that in that same area that comes up where it's like make sure like when you go for that first shutdown allow like obviously i'm not talking about this very formally but allow like a process of appeal there where they're like no no i don't mean hang the poster over where it says stop i mean that everyone looks at stop signs so on the post of the stop sign we put the poster like like allowing people to explain themselves as opposed to like Mm, nope moving on um yeah yeah. but i think though it like like i said earlier this the whole like stop sign like putting it on the stop sign thing obviously has some like clout in the fact that you can't do that because it's legally like wrong but a lot of the things that we run into on a day-to-day basis that get shot down like that aren't necessarily because they inherently can't be done it's someone else's views on how they think they could do it better but don't really, like, for have another plan to do something or just don't agree with the person in general, which at that point it's a internal reflection that needs to happen as to why you just disagree with the person as, as a whole. Yeah, because there are certainly, like, like 
this is a real example that it doesn't really hurt to talk about. We had planned a fundraiser for this week and that, that involved selling food. New health code regulations came out. There's nothing we could do in two days to just other than be like, man, like let's stick it to the man and sell against <laughs> the health code regulations anyway. Like there was nothing we were going to do about that. So coming up with like some other – like shutting that idea down was OK because it wasn't even like it was shut down by us. In those cases, it's more like I'm, I'm the messenger that's carrying the rejected yeah. stamp over yeah. to your proposal. But it's not Don't me shutting it messenger. down. It's the Department of Health. Yeah, and I think just reverting back a little bit too, I want to like uh, these are things that like are organizationally around us, but I think it's also like I said earlier, really good to reflect on who you're hanging around with. Like I think like part of sending that email to Res Life, part of it was that I felt like um, I wanted to connect more, network more with the people in Res Life, just because like you know building those people around you will inadvertently like help you towards the person you want to be right like if you want to be a millionaire it would be you might not be able to right now but at some point you're probably going to end up in a position where you're around a lot of other millionaires and then like by virtue of like the fusion of their knowledge or whatever or how they did their thing osmosis (laughs) you're going to end up becoming a millionaire most likely like you're not going to be a millionaire sitting around broke people because that's just like it, it it doesn't happen like that like a a a lion doesn't go and have a pack of hyenas around it like a lion is with a pack of lions. Um, have you watched The Lion King? That That is a very white boy podcast <laughs> thing to say. It comes up on Instagram on the like motivation plus lifestyle plus economics well, like stock true, bro right? page where he's like, listen, you got to be around the other lions. You got to be tearing these people apart. I'm just saying like your example for a second veered off into like another white boy with a podcast category. <laughs> but I think we can we can bring this back on track. Nikki, you have anything you want to add here? Yeah. <laughs> you left yeah, all the losers to. in undergrad. Now you're in grad school. How do you surround yourself with people with positivity and stuff like that? Um, you don't only hang out with grad yeah, school Yeah, no, though. I hang out with undergrad. I feel like actually the majority of people I hang out with are still undergrad, but grad school is small. Um, yeah, I definitely feel what you're saying about, like, I mean, you gave the analogy of you, you want to be a millionaire, hang out with millionaires. So if you want to be uh, have positivity in your life, does that mean you have to cut out the negative people in your life? Um, and I feel like that's... I don't know. When it comes to, like, friendship issues, I feel like that can sometimes be troublesome because, obviously, if a friend is, um, like, facing a rough patch, you want to be there for them. But that can also affect your mood, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot, too. Like, does that person – like, obviously, if any of you guys went to a bad rough patch, like, mentally, whatever. You're just going to cut us would- out? Instantly, I would be there to Bye, help hyenas. you guys. But <laughs> oh, my, you're depressed. Goodbye. <laughs> I would, I would be there to help you guys. But, but a lot of my willingness to help you will be dependent on your willingness to help yourself. Mm-hmm. Like we, I'm pretty sure we all have had a friend, and I think we've all had the same friend where they had <laughs> problems, but they were not willing to fix the issues that were causing their problems. And at a certain point it was like, well, I can't want better for you more than you want better for you. And this isn't healthy for me to be stressing over you when you aren't stressing over you. So in order to not stress, it's, over you, it's the same thing as like, you, you cannot love way. somebody. It's the same thing as you cannot love somebody. If you don't love yourself, like if you want to fix yourself, like 
you need to be willing to fix yourself and work on yourself and be like aware that there might be something maybe not wrong but that you need to work on absolutely i mean that's like there's been a lot of like do you nick do you have any other personal perspectives to add and when i when i say personal i mean like not like literally your personal perspectives devon gave us sort of like a an organizational perspective of things when we were talking about ems you know that whole unit needs to be functioning somewhat positively to stay as a positive unit because all together we form an agency and the agency never exists with just one of us Mm -hmm. so like thinking more on the personal side like what you were talking about before within your friend group i mean like is there a is there a maximum, like, you know, like when someone, like, gets down for a little while, they're going to go through, like, a 24, 48-hour period where they don't really want to help themselves. But, like, mm-hmm. 24, 48 hours is a lot different than, like, three, four months of just continually being completely unwilling to, like, try and step out of this dark patch. Um, and then maybe, like, it might go out of your control. But, like, is there what, – what's the amount of time that you, like – you have your friend and you're trying to use your positivity to pull them from negative up to positive before they're just dragging you down so hard that it's like I, I, this is this is putting more stress you like your you being my friend is putting more stress on me sort of like Devon said than you're putting on yourself like with this within this negative mindset cuz you're you're fine with your negative mindset yeah, so I would say in my personal friend group, I haven't had, um, like, personal experiences with this, but I've seen many scenarios or, like, with acquaintances where, like, they're just constantly negative. And I'm like, I like, generally, I try and distance myself from negative negativity. If it is something that, like, they need help with, like, obviously, I'm going to be there to listen. Um, but I feel like at some point it affects your mood. And also, like, even in my own interactions, like, sometimes I'll be going through a rough patch and I don't want to, like, download that on someone else. So, like, what's the... Way to be hip with the youth to say download that. It's really going to get us in with the youth audience. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <Slay>. um, <laughs> <laughs> You're canceled, the one. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> So I guess it's more a question for you guys. Like, is there a point where you draw that line? Like, when do you walk away or when do you be there for someone? When I have to say, do I really want to go deal with this person? We're done. It, that's the end. <laughs> that's the beginning of the end, honestly. I, I think you made a good point in that there's levels to it. Like, I mentioned – I don't know if I've ever mentioned my girlfriend's name before on the podcast. You have. Okay. I think we've said SJ before. Okay. Well, I think Sarah Jane has straight up and said before. That's fine. I, she doesn't care because she's offered to come on as a guest. But, um, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be willing to hold out for a way longer period of negativity for her than I am for my bio lab partner. Like, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like there's, there's definitely a scale out, there. Um I forgot he was even currently my Pio Lab partner. I wasn't trying to be specific, um, but we all happen to know who my Pio Lab partner is right now. Uh, so, like, there, there's a there's a big sliding scale there, and it changes a little bit with time. Like the people that I would have given months to a few years ago, I like might not give weeks to at this point because a lot of them I just don't ever really speak to. Yeah, JP, you've experienced that aspect of it. A little bit more than the rest of us to a degree. Just the like the change in people because you 
lived in Mexico and you had friends in Mexico and then you moved to the U.S. and you had friends at high school in the U.S. and then university and now you're in Ohio. So how does that like relationship deterioration affect it in your eyes? So location-wise, everybody's very different. And you can, you can go back to like episode one and see like how the – Southern hospitality, like, really affects Sweaty balls and my cup of sugar. people. Oh, yes. But I guess going back to your thing uh, for just a second, I think if you are, uh, if you think you are in a position of helping somebody, you really need to be sure that you are, you are in a good position to help somebody because if not, they're just going to drag you down with them. And, like, it's going to be, like, bad for both of both both parts and I, I guess linking to that I had an experience with that in Mexico I was helping a friend we were pretty close friends and we started noticing in my group of friends that somebody was not doing great so we we're like okay how how do we reach out to them how, how do we approach this problem so me and another friend were, were trying to like help this this third friend right and and they were just not not willing to to do anything. They thought they were like doing everything perfect, and they were not wrong at all. So it was pretty hard because everybody was agreeing with us, and like you could notice it because we were good friends. You know how somebody is like personally, and like they were not doing good. Uh, they they went through like some like breakups and like some family issues and some things like that and it started escalating over and over and over and over again and we were like okay now we need to do something so the first thing we did is like let, let's just go and talk with them again because we we have already tried talking and then we did and it, it sort of worked it sort of didn't work but i think just talking is the best way that the person to, the best way to communicate with that person that not that they are wrong, because if you just go up and straight up say like, "Oh, you're wrong. You're doing you're something wrong." Goodbye. It's just gonna be like too negative. You need it, it's it's more like there's something that could be fixed to make you feel better, or like something that you could work on to like be better or be happier. And like we took that approach, and it seemed to work. And then like it was super funny because then this friend ended up like these two friends, the one I was helping and the one that was helping me or like we were helping together this other friend they just got in a relationship so that was pretty funny so like sometimes you can like helping somebody you can really connect with them in like deeper ways which might not be the best thing but sometimes it is but going back to the to the difference in like mexico vermont and ohio uh yes people behave very different people have different perspectives and different views and different ways of approaching different issues uh i think in in mexico at least everybody was like super close uh like the friend groups were like way like more much more closer together and then when i moved to vermont for me personally it was it was a very hard uh like cultural shock because everybody was more like lonely on their own um, and it was fine. It took me a while to, to, to southern hospitality. Oh yeah, it, it was hard, 
But but then like a good thing is that I I, I kept that connection with with the people from Mexico. But at some point, I couldn't keep that connection just because I was too. I don't know. It it was like an emotional breakdown. I guess I had like I couldn't talk with them because I would be like so sad and I would miss them so much that I just couldn't do anything. So like I would stop playing games with them online and I would stop doing this and stop doing this. Um, but then they, they realized that and I told them that because they were like, okay, what's happening with you? Like, why are we not able to talk with you as we used to? And I'm like, it's just hard for me. So they were able to understand, but they approached me. So sometimes I think just approaching and communicating with the other party is just nice. Yeah. Uh, I think definitely yeah. what you bring up there is like, if you if you have somebody who is like negative or is maybe doing things that you'd like to see them change, it's all about how you bring it up to them, how you go about communicating that to them. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I am not the greatest with that. There are a couple people. Confrontation that, is scary. There are a couple people that I've, like, people that I'm more comfortable with. Like, I couldn't do this, like, when I was sending that email last night just because I'm not, like, I don't know all the ACs and stuff. Oh, my. Well, I don't think that's a. That's a universal term. Okay. I don't know all the ACs and stuff like that, like, that well, so I can't, like, just do this to them. But some of my friends, like, my closest homies, people who were my closest homies at one point, I was like, dog. You do not respect yourself, dude. Like, you can't be doing this. And sometimes I'm like, you know, I probably could have worded that text a little bit better. But it gets my point across. Um, but it, it doesn't change. The the behavior doesn't change. So I, I assume maybe if I brought it to them or said it a little bit more eloquently, the lights just dim down really low. You're going to have to hit it down and then up one more time. I, I guess you, you just brought up another way of communicating. I'm like, if I can communicate verbally, I will definitely do it. Mm-hmm. But I think um, like writing a letter or writing an email, something like a little, like it could be like an actual written letter by hand or like an email or just a text I message. On my I think sometimes is is much better for both parties, for the one writing the message and then from the other one receiving the message or receiving the letter because you're writing something you can think about what you are saying and you can be more conscious about it and then you're receiving something you can look at it over and over again and if you if it really is like uh positively impacting you you can save that letter and it's like gonna be like a like a seal in it like in you forever and you're gonna keep that as a like yeah if the person's in my vicinity though me personally I would much rather have a like heart to heart conversation with somebody in person because I feel like like at that point there's no hiding anything. Like I might not say I might not say what I want to the most elegant way, but you'll like see in my like tone and in my body language that I mean it truly like in a caring way. Like I mean, I don't know how comfortable he is with this. He could flag it in take it out if he wants to you know that you can say anything i don't give a fuck um me and there was at one point where me and angus i i think there was like a little there, angus had did something that i didn't like i said something in a way that maybe was a little rude but i came straight to him like maybe a day or two after and was like homie like we can't not talk about this like we need to hash this out or whatever and look at us now we're best buds again 
I'm more of the have an argument and then sweep it the fuck under the rug and never talk about it again. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'd rather, like, there was, like, a time where I, f- where I felt like we weren't talking about what had happened. And I felt like it was a little weird. And I went to his room and I was like, we need to, ha- like, talk about this now. Like, I just, I, you know, we hashed it out there. He actually followed my girlfriend <laughs> to my room. I did. <laughs> because I felt, I thought he, I seriously think he was, and I don't know if you were in the room or not or how I ended up getting in. But I think me and her were texting. I was like, "Is he in his room?" He, he broke up. Like, he broke into said, your like, room. Yes, or something. And so I was she, like, "Oh, so she, he's mad at me. He's not no. going to open the door." She called me and said, "Can you let me in?" And because I had my headphones on, I couldn't hear them knocking. And then she called me and said, "Can you let me in?" And I, I got up and I opened the door. Yeah, that's what happened. But <laughs> Paul Devon was there. <laughs> no, I, I thought I definitely thought he was because I was like, "Oh, he hears me out here. He's not going to open the door now." I literally could not hear anything out there. Advertisement, Bose 700s, get them, and you can't hear people trying to get into your room to have honest conversations with you. But, um, yeah, that's my personal thing. Like, there's, And there's been other times where, like, with other people, I just say straight up, like, hey, bro, like, this is how I Are feel. Are you always the person that feels like you need to have the conversation afterwards? Can you not just have, like, a we can we can say mean things to each other and then move on after that? Uh, in the situation that me and Angus, Angus had, no, I felt like that needed to be. Had. Okay, but like, are there other situations? Obviously, I know how this conversation went. What are you talking about? Like, I know, like, name, I like, know the situation. She's no, saying no, no, like, no. are there other situations in which maybe like things happen differently, and you feel like that's not necessary, or does it right. always because necessitate a conversation? Is there sometimes where like I feel like yeah, you need to have that conversation. You're like, hey, let's talk this out. Where there, where there can only be other times where it's like, you know what, we expressed our emotions and we had our moment. Time to move past it and move on, like, where it doesn't need to be, like, a sit-down conversation again. There's definitely a discretionary, like, slider of how that conversation ends. Like, the way me and Angus's conversation ended for that particular scenario was not a, I could leave that at that. But if it was, like, me and Angus both were having a heart-to-heart and at that end of that conversation, it was known that we mutually were going to walk away agreeing to disagree, but we still respected each other and nothing was going to, like, we didn't have any like, relationship change after that, then we're good. Like, we don't need to have that additional conversation. Like, everything was hashed out then, but I felt like our situation was not finished and didn't have a finalization. I, I think, like, like there, there's definitely times when those things happen and then, it like, the thing ends and you can just, like, feel that this feels incomplete. Yeah. There's th- there are times when, like, you're – arguing about something and you can tell at the end of the argument that if you come back later and say like all right let's keep going like it's, it's still not gonna it's end. still not gonna go anywhere and yeah. that's like we know this is this is over now and there are other times where you can feel like this thing is is incomplete i'm gonna rotate us a little bit the perspective that i have like i, I have negative friends and everything but those things that have already been commented on one of the times that i really dealt with this and it was just it wasn't like really weighing on me it was just super kind of annoying and it's part of it's partly because like there's a there's an additive like situation here now Nikki was a business major so we'll, we'll try not to make this math too hard <laughs> but um <laughs> like if you imagine that like like the most neutral person in the world which was Nikki in her last semester 
um, was always like the most neutral person in the world. Like, how are you doing? And she was always perfectly zero. Like, imagine like the most neutral person in the world is zero. And then we'll talk about this completely literally. Positive people like escalate on positive numbers. So like I'm not going to say his name, but the person who's taking over like my job because I'm leaving Res Life. Positive 20. Positive 20 all the time. Like positive 20, positive 30. So take that person. He's like positive 20, positive 30 all the time. If he's interacting with someone that is like normally zero or like positive five and they had a bad chem test and now they're at a negative five. That's that's fine. Like like mm-hmm. he can he can like bring that person up with him, no problem. But so like that was sort of the situation. I'm going to talk about this in a work context because that's what I really have to bring that hasn't already been brought to this situation. Um, when I was working at state parks, there was a couple of lifeguards that I was working with that we got a new boss, and the new boss was not great. But the the truth was that really. He was my boss and I was their boss. So they didn't have anything to become – no, that's my, that was a joke. Um, but we got a new boss and he wasn't great and it really like – it made them have extremely negative attitudes throughout the entire time that we were working together throughout that season. Um, for me, that was sort of like – it was the summer. I like my job. You know, I, I don't have usually a lot of work that I have to take home with me. So I work my 40, 50 hours of the week. And then for part of the time I was working a second job. But in general, the rest of my time is, like, free to me. I can do what I want. So I'm able to maintain, like, that that nice, like, positive 10, positive 15 throughout that time. So having to interact with them at, like, a negative 5, negative 10 when we're working together was annoying. And it was a nuisance. And it, I wish there was something else I could do. But – and as their supervisor, I could have had a meeting with them that was like, hey, you know, you're being pretty negative at work or whatever. But in my position, I really didn't feel like it was affecting their performance at work at all. And it wasn't causing too much of an – like it wasn't bringing the other lifeguards down so much. Where we were all like, man, this fucking sucks. I want to go home. Um so I didn't say anything, but it was more of just a nuisance that for those 40, not even 40 hours a week, we didn't all work together every day, but, you know, like 20, 30 hours a week, um, my like positive 10, positive 15 would get brought down to like a five to eight because mm-hmm. they would just be in a generally bad mood if we were at work because they didn't like our new boss. But that situation's not the same kind of thing as like, Oh, I like I, I want to be a lion, and I'm gonna like toss the hyena. Like, what, what am I gonna do? fire him? I can't just fire yeah. him because I'm like, man, you're kind of harsh in my mellow. So that, you're bringing down that the vibe. Actually, I meant like more in the idea of like I have ten friends. Does the four friends who sleep all day and play Fortnite all day and eat Doritos and go out and drink every Friday and Saturday night? Do they really bring any added value to my life? If no, why do I still keep them? If I assess that reason and it's truly a good reason to keep them, then keep them. If not, then let them go. But that's just more the for the out, people. You're just you cutting off choose. people, breaking barriers. <laughs> like, well, I, you can they had no value. So like, well, hold on. <laughs> Bringing value to your life? Yes. I would say that in general, like not in like a very – like measurable way but we have friends because they bring value to our lives okay but the way you said it's like like what do i get of positive value from this person if i don't get anything positive from if they're negative 
if they aren't aligned and going in the same like positive slope like with their life as I am, and I can see that clearly the road they're headed down is negative. I don't want to be a part of that. Why are we friends, bro? Well, and I think I like guess I'm talking about you. <laughs> I think the like part of the reality with this as well is it's not like it's not it's, it's not a linear process well, to cut people off and keep them. It's not usually like four out of your ten friends. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. it's like one or two out of your ten friends, and then. When that happens, it's not like you show up at their door and it's like, knock, knock, knock. We're here, done. Here is your termination of friendship. There's like, the door. <laughs> Sign when here, when you have those kinds of relationships, <laughs> when you're not on the same path, it usually happens naturally that yes. you'll start to drift apart yeah. and someone else might take that space. But yeah, you're not showing up like, this is my notary, Kevin. Could you please sign here acknowledging <laughs> that we are no longer friends? And they do the like, chunk stamp, like that kind of thing. Yeah, it's not like getting served divorce papers or something. like. <laughs> yeah. This is this is like I think it's part of the reason that we don't think about it that much is because it's usually a process that happens naturally. Yes. You might meet someone and you're like, oh, I kind of get like you meet someone in a group project. This person's cool. Like I kind of get along with them. You start oh. hanging out a little bit more, and then if if you're not really meant to be friends in that situation, you drift apart a little bit. What, I have Yvonne? a smart boy analogy because oh, I'm a biologist Lord. slash oh, like God. kind of chemist. I guess all things in nature work on the lowest. Entropy, right? That's Don't ask called. me. This is the lowest level. This is, of I don't know. This is your spiel, all, Devon. I'm not all contributing. All of nature works on the lowest level of energy, right? That's why like things are usually random. Like it, it's harder to keep your room clean than it is to keep it dirty because it takes more effort and more work to do it. Um, just that's how nature works. So it's apartment. the same thing with your friends and stuff, right? <laughs> it's the same thing with your friends. You're not gonna put in a whole bunch of work for things that aren't actually like, like bettering you it's going to be easier to keep the friends that are more positive than it is to keep the friends that are all negative so it will just naturally occur that they're headed down one path you're headed down the other path and sooner and later the fork in the road widens enough to where you really don't have to talk or see each other i think there are situations where it ends a little rocky like like afterwards like it's not like a natural progression just everything comes to a halt yeah there's exceptions and to everything yeah but See, like this what is do you why do I think you're all gonna in those someday. situations especially because like where we go is like a small school if you have Maybe those I'm situations that end <laughs> less naturally thanks i'll bring that up to my therapist do you just avoid them, Devon, though? What do you say? Sorry. Okay, so if you have situations that don't wow. naturally just flow apart, if they just kind of come to a halt, what do you do in that situation, given that we do go to a small school? Do you have them su- sign those friendship divorce papers with the notary? <laughs> he just acts like he doesn't see them anymore. Like- <laughs> Me personally, I, mean, I, will, I will definitely, at a certain point, with people that I know I'm in close proximity with, like, I can't just avoid. Mm-hmm. Granted, one person I did just cut off and actively avoided, like, the plague. Oh, I mean, like you um, said, there's going to be exceptions to everything. So. Um, most of the time, before I resort to, you know, ending things rockily because we're obviously in vis- the same vicinity and we're going to see each other all the time, I'm more than likely going to bring up the thing that I have an issue with to you. And I'll give you every opportunity to either fix it or let me know why you can't or why I'm wrong or why my view is skewed in a certain way and we could come to an understanding but it goes back to if there is no real like misconception that I have and there is this issue that you have that you're not willing to work on um, and I find it to be too stressful for me to still want to hang out with you or talk to you 
like I'm gonna try to end it in the most professional manner, and that might just be that after that conversation is done. <laughs> after that conversation, sign here, initial here. It's one of those conversations where we were saying like, there's no needed, there's no need for any further conversation because we have our, we have our like agree to disagree moment, and we might, you know, stop walking the same path to class. We might stop going to get lunch every day, you know, and then it's separate. It like. It doesn't end so rockily, but we know this is the beginning of the end. I mean, but maybe you're not getting lunch with this guy, uh, like every day as you used to do. But like maybe the the change is just like you 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 won't hang out with him anymore. But if you see him around in the hallway, like like he's still your friend. Like it's still like it's not gonna be like. Maybe one of your ten friends that you are with all the yeah. time, but it's still a a person you can reach out and you can have for sure. Like I, for I like, still say hi to basically everybody that I know. Like even the one person that I did like actively avoid like social interactions with, I'll never make eye contact with someone that I know and not say hi. How are you doing? Like whether that's just socially automated or not, I I always ask it. My goal is to just not make eye contact with anyone. <laughs> like if I'm walking down the hall, the my, head down, speed walking. That's I'm not speed walking, but like if His I'm pace like is quick. <laughs> like I'm I'm looking at the ground at my cell phone. Like I saw you. I know that you. I know that we know each other. But if we're not like close friends, I don't want an interaction right now. Because one one of my one of my worst ones is professors. I know so many professors and the most uncomfortable interaction to me is when you're like the only two people in a hallway and you're both walking towards each other, but it's like a long hallway and it's like, what are we going to start this conversation from 40 feet apart of like, hi, how are you? Hello. So now it's just kind of like, I'm looking down. I know that he's going to say something like I'm thinking of one particular professor right now. I know he's going to say something like when he walks by me, but I'm like, I, I don't want to like, this is the most uncomfortable possible way to have this conversation. That's not very. That's when you just like, you. Nice, <laughs> and he just like he like he like walks up to me and he's like, "Hi, how you doing?" And I'm like, "Flurp," and then I like run away. You know? Like, <laughs> Can you please say that next flurp. time? Next time I see you in the hallway, just say "flurp." <laughs> but good thing we don't have elevators. Okay, but that's not a person. You well, don't I guess want we do, to see. but that's see, the, just like I think that's the a professor. I think the elevator would be better because then I know I'm going to be standing next. Yeah, to the, so. Part of my problem with it is like when we're the only two people in those hallway in that hallway, and I see you from 20, 30 feet away, I'm not going to shout like "Hello, professor" <laughs> to you like down the hallway. But then like now we're just kind of staring at each other. We both know it's going to happen. We're going to say hi to each other. But we're going to like – we're going to awkwardly walk in each other's direction staring deeply into one another's eyes yeah. for well, the next like 10 seconds while we do that walk. Yeah. I wonder what people did before cell phones. Like I feel like I use my phone to avoid many like awkward situations. Like I'll go on it and be like – That's when you oh, do I like that. Whoa, that's a nice wall. <laughs> well, what I usually do is like I my hope is just usually that someone's walking in front of me and I just look at the hair on the back of their head because I have a really hard time if I'm walking like what this and like an, I'm walking in an aisle of people and there's like another aisle of people walking in the opposite direction I have a really hard time not doing the like look over and like make eye contact with every single person as they walk by like I just involuntarily want to do that but then I'm that weird guy that's like looking into your eyes that you don't know walking down the hallway so those are my feelings I don't know where where we got to this from but we were talking about like going our separate ways with people, and I said oh. I said hi to people that I like cut off. 
I don't say hi to anybody. I really try to not say nah, hi to people. If I cut you off, then I'm petty. I want you to know I'm ignoring you. <laughs> I'm going to stare you down and not say a fucking word. Nah. The, the no, only I'm person petty. I've ever cut off, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like I just stopped. They they tried to come back, <laughs> but the severity of what they did, I could not accept. So I told them, we can be cordial, but we'll never be friends again. And that's how that happened. And so it was still like... Can you give us the first letter of that person's name? S. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just trying to think you knew between, who I was talking I was about. trying to think between two people. And then when you said that last part, I was very confident on one or the other. Oh, yeah, the you other know. person? Yeah, I don't know who the other person is. Well, we'll talk about it after the podcast. Okay. Um, are you ready to wrap this up? It just seems like we're going... I mean, I, I, I don't think there's many other perspectives. My big one was was work. Last summer, that was really just like a big... I mean, it wasn't just last summer. Every year I've worked there, there's been people like that. Yeah. But last summer, there was a few. And I, I would say that it is pretty additive. So, like, I'm at that plus 15 and there's three negative 10s. Yeah. Now my day is shit as well. Yeah. Like... I guess my too long didn't read would be look at who's around you and, like, seriously take into consideration the, like, you are the average of the five people we hang around the most with and what what is that average that you are now like what 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 is your average what does it look like and how do you are you okay with it and if not how do you plan to improve it because that is something that i think all of us should seriously consider about you know where we want to go like me and you Kiara want to be doctors and we don't want to have the three doctor friends we hang around to be three people who are now on trial for malpractice because they all drop scaffolds on their patients. That's just who said not... I was going to hang out with doctors when I became a doctor? I, I, don't, I don't know. She may hang out with models. <laughs> no, I, I think that's a good point because it's something that's come up actually a little bit for me just right now when we talk about being in EMS. Mm-hmm. There are some people in EMS that are just super spiteful towards EMS and – all of us right now work mostly volunteer. Um, and that was something that someone brought up to me when I was looking for jobs this summer. And there were some, but they were sort of like interspersed and I needed something to fill in the gaps. They were like, oh, well, how about joining the paid contract EMS people in the area? And no. it's sort of like for me, I was like, I love EMS, but I've worked with those people before, like when I was a student. And they're some of the most negative – people that have, like, the most negative mindsets towards EMS. Yeah. And it's crazy because it's, like, you would think getting paid to, like, sometimes, like, literally sitting around to do nothing. And you you joined this field. Um, and I know not everybody likes the field of work that they join into. But EMS is something that literally you have to work pretty hard to get into, especially in New York with the way that they do their classes and requirements. You have to have a lot of dedication to go through that. I and feel like we had this conversation last time. It's so, like, depressing to see Talked that. Talked a little bit about how negative they were, but... All of them, like, hate it, almost. There's a, And that was part of, That was the thing where I was like, I don't want to be in... I don't want to be in an environment, for me, where EMS becomes my job, and then it's not fun to be a volunteer anymore, because now I'm just spending more time to volunteer at something that I normally get paid for. Yeah. And I've been seeing something that made me think of this, and this is, like, a last aside before we close it up was I keep getting these videos of guys where they're like, 
oh, done with work for the day, and they're, like, CDL truck drivers, and they, like, turn off their, like, big truck, and then they go to get in the bunk in the back of their truck, they turn on the TV, and they start playing Euro Truck Simulator on, like, the Xbox, <laughs> um, and I just think that's funny. But that was the thing that I was thinking of with, like, um, we have some people that work that work for and volunteer for the agency that we're a part of, mm-hmm. and... I, 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 like my hat's off to them for the ones that are able to maintain the positivity because there is so much negativity when you get into that field sometimes. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it's not the people because this field is notorious for burnout and just some of the things you see. It's, you know, it takes a toll on you. So no Tino shade to those people or the company. Just it is an observation that a lot of the people who get paid do tend to have more negative views than. Uh, any of the volunteer people and we we have a lot of respect for the company and the guy who starts the company he's a pretty rad dude so yes we do know the ceo and he's a pretty rad dude we we have no we have no gripes with any of it it's just it's just an observation because like some of them like there's one person that you and i both worked with and i don't know if kiara ended up working with much but i think you worked with him one time that was in medicine for a long time before he even joined ems Mm -hmm. and then he's been still working in ems for a long time and they work Long hours of a hard job that's high in burnout for low pay. So there's a lot of reasons for negativity. But that's like for me, I didn't want to put myself in that situation because I didn't have to. If I had other choices, I wanted the other choices. And we'll we'll use that as our last little thing before whoa, whoa, we. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? I think we should. Wait, I have a better ending okay. statement. And then I think we should give our 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 special guest any closing remarks, and then we can close close out the. JP, the what, what's your ending statement? <clears throat> Uh, the same way you you work on a resume and a cover letter, start drafting that termination agreement. What for friends? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll do. You should you'll, that you'll get my first draft. Business days. <laughs> I hope it's just to like do a proofread or something. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> you should friendship, friendship and then you get a new position as best friend, as lover. Hey yo. All right, Nikki. Nikki, anything anything final to say? Did you enjoy your experience as a member of the Life the Mashup I podcast? Life the I did. Mashup. I had a very positive experience oh. here. <laughs> Not negative. Oh. Um, so, yeah. You're making blush. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> is that, 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 that yeah, it? That's, that's it. Short okay. and sweet. All right. We all well, appreciate it, Nikki. Neutral. I think we should all give a round of applause for No, Nikki. don't give a round of applause. It's yeah. way too Go loud. Snaps, snaps. 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 Oh, I'll give myself. First snap. person to be courageous enough to step in here to the I was to the train nervous. wreck of life. The mashup recording. Yeah, let's call it a train wreck. That's good for us. Hey, you know. All right. We well, we appreciate all of you for listening. We appreciate Nikki for coming in today. Perhaps she might be back in the future. Perhaps there might be other people. Yeah. You never know. We're, this Next is how we're week, do it. Nicholas Cage. This is how we're going. Did he steal the Declaration of Independence? I Next know. week's my week. I choose. We're gonna you don't go. Want Nick Cage. <laughs> Nick Cage walks up and says, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna be on your podcast." And you say, "No, oh, oh, actually, oh, oh, oh. I, I don't really." Want. We're just gonna like speculate and talk about. <laughs> no. Nick Cage. Hey, if you shoot it down, you have to provide a solution. That is that. true. I would have came up with an idea on like the week after mine. Um, so we're gonna go wow. in this order. It's gonna go Fuck around you, the table, bitch. and then we do something special for JP, just so that you know. I'll see you later. See ya. Peace out. Bye. JP, say adios because you're Mexican. Adios, amigos. Adios, amigos.